For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The NBA playoffs is in full swing along with the NHL playoffs. But, Ike, we've got the Kentucky Derby this weekend as well. ton of sports action to bet on. The place to do that, betonline.ag. Hey, the question is, Mark, are you going to the Kentucky Derby? Not this you, year. Not this year. I'm bummed about it, too. Thank you, Derby. But anyway, we always going to place our bets on betterline.ag. It's very easy to get started. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device. Use your laptop computer. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, we are recording this on Thursday. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is your birthday. Today's guest needs no introduction. And in my opinion, today's guest, it's a bit of a birthday treat to have him on today's show. Right. Yeah, future Hall of Fame with Pittsburgh, still a legend. Pittsburgh, still a coach. For me, 15 seasons with no losing season. Um, made the playoffs often. This is what he do. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Made one as a defensive uh, assistant, defensive back coach, then one as a head coach. He was one of the youngest until Sean McVay wind up topping him off with that. But 15 years in the city of Pittsburgh, understands and know what, exactly what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. The man, the myth, the legend, as you call me, Mark, but this is not me today. <laughs> this is Coach Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Coach T! What's up, man? It is an honor to be on with you guys. Man, I like the sound of your intro, Ike. You know, 12-year veteran, two-time Super Bowl champion. It's cool to be associated and be a part of that, man. Uh, just happy to be on with you, man. Just good to, you know, find a reason for us to catch up. So your journey, you went from a, a grad assistant to a wide receivers coach to a defensive back coach to a, a defensive back coach in the league with Coach Tony Dungy to a defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. I remember at the time, I didn't even know you. I just knew it was one or two. Like, who the heck is coaching Minnesota Vikings defensive? Uh, defensive because I thought Pittsburgh was supposed to be number one, but you had two dogs in the middle, of course, you had a secondary that was out this world. You ran the cover two. You had a cornerback that I love to death, <laughs> a cornerback in Minnesota. But then you get to Pittsburgh and you change your whole mind frame. What I did love about you, Coach, is you was like, I could have bought the Tampa 2 defense to Pittsburgh, but let me learn for them from Coach Dick LeBeau and his 3 folk. But then you just kind of mixed into your own defense. But Coach T, man, I'm just so glad to have you on. Um, how Coach – how Joey Porter was to Coach Cower, everybody looks at me like that to you. 
And I tell people all all the time, like, it's just something I can't can't complain. Like, Coach T was not only my head coach, but he was like a big brother to me. So it's a lot of stuff I got away with, which y'all probably couldn't get away with. <laughs> Our relationship was totally different. But Coach T, man, just uh, just being a Pittsburgh Steeler, going to the city of 412, um, coming from Tampa, coming from, you know, Minnesota, what would you say would be the biggest difference in coming to the city of Pittsburgh, Coach? Man, just a just a mindset. Um, the mindset of the city, the mindset of the organization, the expectations, it was something that just really pulled me in. Um, you know, it, it was funny, man. I got warned about that by a lot of people. Um, but, you know, those that knew me knew that that wouldn't be a turn off. That would be a turn on. And, and like, man, it, it has, hasn't disappointed me in any way. Um, man, I buy into um, what we sell here. I always have. Um, I can relate to it. Um, it's me. Um, it is just great to just, you know, as a labor of love, man, add to that legacy, man. Every day I come in the building, you know, I'm not trying to plow new ground, man. I'm just trying to add to what what has been established before us. And 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 so it's an honor to do that. Um, it's an honor to represent still a nation, this city and the things that we embrace. Um, and it's good, man, to put together a new collection of guys every year and teach that to them, teach them the responsibility that comes with being a Pittsburgh Steeler, but also teach them the awesome opportunity in this brotherhood that comes with being a Pittsburgh Steeler, man. I watch you guys draw from that well, man. I watch the great success that you guys are having in your post-football lives, man. And it really just energizes me to educate this next generation to to assist them in the ball, um, assist them in the shaping of their whole lives, man. Uh, because, man, football is an awesome blessing, man. But it's just a component of our lives. And it's just cool to see um, you guys display that understanding, man. Um, working with the guys, your generation of guys uh, that I had an opportunity to work with when I got here, man. Um, I cannot put into words what you guys mean to me, man. What what you mean to me. Um it, it was never a sell with you. Um, you were always all in, man. And I'm forever grateful for that, man. And and I think that's why we had the experience that we had together because um, it wasn't a necessarily a sell and a buy-in. Shoot, you guys were already in. Um, we were just trying to figure out how we were going to impose our will on others, you know? Right, and, right. And that's a beautiful thing because the challenge is out there. The challenge right. is out there in the other 31 capable groups and, and, and we didn't spend a lot of time uh, focusing on things that weren't, you know, centered around that. As a as a as a head coach, coach, I mean, you're a head coach, so really, you're the CEO, and you do wear a lot of hats. Um, I think I don't understand. I think people don't understand how much you're involved, and that's the front office, that's the scouting, that's the coaching, whether it's offensive, defensive side. And even on the side, when it comes down to the defense, we were able to come in your dungeon as a secondary or as a linebacker crew. And Coach T, uh, Mark, Coach T has a dungeon where it's just his office and all he does is watch tape. And he'll invite uh, players that want to come. Now, if you come, you're going to learn. If you don't want to come, then, oh, well, you probably won't be there for too long. 
But coach, how hard or is it hard for you to wear so many hats, not only as a head coach, but a mentor, a dad, a brother, a scout, and a head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because you're not just in any organization. You're in the organization to where you're building and keeping the legacy as, as it is. You know, I think that's one of the things that, that I love about our approach to business here in Pittsburgh. You know, we don't have a lot of infrastructures. We don't hide behind titles and so forth. Um, we don't have a lot of senior vice presidents and infrastructure and things of that nature. Uh, but what it does provide us is capable guys really get an opportunity to, to grow and to have input in a variety of areas. And that's one of the things that I've really embraced over 15 years. You know, my, my job description is head football coach, man, but, you know, no job too small, uh, no process uh, too insignificant, man. I just try to involve myself in everything, formally and informally, um, because I think that, you know, I'm called to do that. Um, and increasingly so the longer I'm here. Um, the more experience I have, um, it enables me to see things more clearly and make more prudent and quick decisions and to be able to spread myself out over a wider area. Um, I also like it because over a 12-month calendar, man, the job never really gets stale. Um, you know, I just came out of the draft, and, you know, I'm very much involved in that and enjoy getting shoulder to shoulder with Kevin and catching up and gaining perspective on that and and now, um, as I'm sure you remember, man, I'm, I'm downstairs a lot, um, spending time with our players, man, getting to know the new ones uh, in an informal way. I'm not even talking about football. I'm talking about the man and, 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 and you know, what's important to them and where are they in life and what are some major non-football decisions that they have in the offseason and just where they are, man. No matter what you do, man, it's a platform for ministry, man. I'm a believer in that. And, man, just coaching football and being able to be in the lives of these dynamic young people, man, and, and helping them gain some clarity about what's important to them and, and the things they need to hold near and dear. Man, I, I, I'm called to do it, but more importantly than that, man, I it's something that I love doing, man. Uh, I you laugh now, but, shoot, my boys, man, are 21 and 20, man. They're in college. And so – you know, as a dad, man, I got a lot of free time. I got a lot of free dad energy, man, because uh, my boys, you know, they, they call and check on me now. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I get an opportunity to dad some of these guys, man, and, and uh, man, I'm appreciative that they allow me into that space. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of hats that I wear, um, but, you know, I'm called to do it. I enjoy doing it. I, I think it's as much a part of, the job and the game as a strategic component and blocking and tackling. Um, because as you know, man, th these guys have very few people in their lives that don't want anything from them, but just want what's best for them. Correct. And, and I pride myself in being one of those people for them. If I, if I wanted to be a head coach, what's the first advice you would give me? Like a, I, you have to learn this ASAP as an NFL head coach. Listening, um, that listening component. And I know you heard me say it a million times. Listening is a, is a skill. And so that means that we can get better at it. It also means it's something that we focus on and work at. And if we do, uh, it'll be 
an advantage for us. And I think, I think regardless of what leadership positions you're talking about, your ability to take in information and decipher that information um, and, 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 and utilize it for good. Uh, because, you know, man, I run into a myriad of good, good, good uh, perspectives daily or, or good advice. And um, you got to be open to it. You got to absorb it. Uh, obviously, you can't listen and take take all advice, uh, right. but you have a spirit that, that that's open to it uh, because that's that's how we get better, man. I'm 15 years on the job. Uh, I've been in this building probably as long as anyone, obviously. Uh, but every day I come in this building, I come with a growth mentality. I come ready to learn and get better, um, and and from anywhere and anyone. Speaking of Kevin Colbert, Coach T, usually the GM and the head coach, they kind of butt heads every blue moon. But it was obvious because I was there. And y'all y'all allowed me to be in some of the meetings, even on draft day. And I tell people this all the time. Like, man, I used to sit in the rooms on draft day. Now, it was when it was time for them to do their business, Coach T politely tell me, Ike, you need to leave. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> Is that the way he phrased it too, Ike? Yeah, you need to leave. Pretty much, okay. pretty much. Okay. <laughs> but just tell me, just tell me the relationship between well, what made y'all so special between, you know, coach, me not coach, Kevin Colbert, the, the former GM now, and yourself. You know, first of all, you know, Kevin was in a position to receive me. He was established here when I got here. And so his willingness to be open about my presence and my views was the catalyst or the foundation for our relationship, man. So, man, he deserves the credit, man, for just being a guy that was established here and being open. And to be honest with you, you know, as we look toward our next uh, GM, whoever that 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 may be, that's one of the things that are that are that is really resonating with me. That I have an obligation to make that person feel welcome and to be open to them and and what they bring because that's what was provided to me. Um, as we grew together and gained cohesion over the years, man, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're very much like-minded in that, you know, we don't have an agenda. Man, football is our game. Our business is winning. Um, we don't care who gets the credit. Uh, and we like to work. Um, some people like to talk, man, and that's okay, too. Um, Kevin and I are, are, are a lot alike in that way that we, we prefer to work as opposed to, to talk. And so um, there were a lot of things that brought us together in terms of our approach to business that, that made us a good partnership. Um, we like to work. We don't care who gets the credit. We're singularly professionally focused. But, man, in, in recent days and weeks, um, as, you know, um, as it's become evident that, that we're in this new search, um, I'm just really appreciative of that foundation that was laid and really uh, initiated by him in terms of his willingness and openness and in, in, in terms of being accepting to me as a, as a new coworker. Everybody in Pittsburgh used to call me Ike Rooney. Uh, I, I would, from, from your standpoint, Coach T, uh, talk to people who are listening to our show, how it is and how important it was just working with, it still is just working with the Rooney's. You know, your relationship with them is a prime example of what makes them special. Um, they see people. Um, they don't see positions. They don't see roles. 
They don't see titles or lack thereof. Uh, they see people and they and they make the effort to get to know people and they appreciate people. Man, uh, you were without a doubt DMR's favorite guy in the building, like, you know, in front of Kevin and myself, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it just we, and, and, and we all knew that. And, it, and the cool thing about it, I and the thing that really made it special is the, the nature of the relationship that you have with that man had nothing to do with your playing ability and skills, although you were a great, great player for us. No, nah, man, like he liked you, man. You were his guy. Right. right. And, and, and that's what's special. That's what's special about this place. There's a lot, obviously, that's special about this place. Um, but that ability to see people um, as individuals and, 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 and as men um, and not necessarily as, as two, four, the guy that plays corner for us, Etc. Um, is one of the things that that's, that's real leadership. Is one of the things that that I've learned here. Um, the business is the business, and and the business makes it all go. And we got and we got to handle business. Um, but there's also awesome opportunities for understanding and real relationships. And and man, um, DMR taught us all of that. And really, particularly the nature of your relationship with him uh is is a is a cool and funny thing uh, i just never forget like there was no bounds right i remember <laughs> i remember i remember we getting on the plane to go somewhere one time and and you stopped him and helped him with his suspenders and his outfit you know because <laughs> you're like no nah, mr rooney man you can't be looking like an old man man let's get your gear squared away you know it, it, it just that 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 real intimacy you know um that real relationship thing is, is the things that you can't put a price tag on in the, in the moments and things that guys like you and i'll always remember yeah we kicked a lot of butt and, and had some really good professional times but man that's that's one of my fondest memories man it just makes me smile thinking about it because you stopped and you helped him fix his fix his outfit his suspenders and everything and then when you and when you left, you know, he kind of hit me on the arm like he was appreciative of it. He was like, "Look, my guy, take care of me." You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. It's hey, for me, what I thought solidified your career as a Hall of Fame coach. Big Ben gets hurt, so now you have a young Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, and for sure, people was thinking. This might be the first time Coach T have his losing season. Going into that coaching meeting, talking to your players, how did you get them aboard into your mindset on being like, hey, we still got a chance, we still fight? Because for me, that solidified, and that showed the world in my mind, okay, this is a hell of a coach right here. Y'all getting to see this now, but I've been seeing this for years. You, you know, I the the reality is is that um, I don't know that I told him anything new or, or earth shattering, if you will. Um, it's just building blocks of things that that we live by. Um, you know, I've I've said often um, nobody cares about our problems, and as a matter of fact, they're probably glad that we have them. And and that was one of the core themes that I 
address that circumstance with the group about. Don't expect anyone to feel sorry for us. As a matter of fact, expect a, a, a number of our adversaries and, and people that we have to deal with to be excited about our present circumstance. And that the only way we were gonna get out of that circumstance is, is believing in ourselves and each other and, and being willing to fight. And, um, and acknowledging that we were still capable of doing the job, but maybe not in the manner in which we were comfortable and maybe not in the manner in which what was, you know, was what we were used to doing. And so, you know, what we did and, and, and really it's a snapshot of what we do each week, but we did it kind of with, with a certain understanding that, that we tried to work to our strengths each and every week. We right. tried to minimize our weaknesses each and every week relative to those that we were competing against. And more importantly than anything else, you know, we kind of took that pause and that exhale before we went into circumstances and we knew that it was going to take a lot for us to get the job done. And, and we just acknowledged that. And we appreciated the efforts of all parties involved before we went into the circumstance. And I think we were able to go into those environments, if you will, with a clear mind and knowing uh, what was going to be required of us and, and, and what we had to do. Um, miserable. Um, but you know how it is, man. I love misery. Um, I love smiling in the face of adversity. And, um, man, I wanted to get that team into the tournament. Um, we fell a little short. Um, but, you know, that group, what they were willing to do, uh, what they were willing to give of themselves, uh, I'll never forget. Speaking of misery, um, Coach Brian Flores, he was going through some things, and you wind up giving him a lifeline to keep it 100 with your coach. Why? Man, because I'm in position to do so, and that makes me smile. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you work your tail off over the course of your career, man, um, to be in position to to do good uh, when given an opportunity. And, and that, quite frankly, just seemed too much like right for me. Um, now, aside from the good component of it, and provide a lifeline for someone that's deserving. Um, man, I got a really good football coach. You know, um, a guy that I believe is one of the best 32 in the world um, in this business. And um, I got this guy here um, as an assistant football coach, man. Uh, it's incredible. Um, yes, um, you know, we extended a lifeline to him, um, but at the same time, boy, we're getting some awesome expertise in return. And um, I feel it. I feel it already. Um, Flo has got his hand in the pile. He's appreciative. He is an expert at what he does. Um, he is one of the new guys I get an opportunity to, to look to as I walk in the building. I listen to what comes out of his mouth, like I said earlier, because, man, I don't care where good ideas come from. He sharpens me. He allows me to sharpen my sword. Um, against his, man, um, it gives me an opportunity to ask him about calendar-related things and and, and culture-building-related things, things that he's done and thought critically about in the past, and and it just keeps me on edge. And so, um, man, I'm excited about having an opportunity to add a coach with that level of expertise uh, to our fold. Um, it's really good to – it makes you feel good to be able to do something that feels right um, it, it's a lot of things that, are, that, that, that make me smile when I think about Brian Flores and, and bringing him on this spring. 
Troy Palomalu, uh Hall of Famer, you know how I feel about TP. He's like a brother to me. You you kind of let Troy do what he did because you w didn't want to take his instincts and you just let him, you know, play football. But y'all got a young kid called Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I've never met the kid. I watched a lot of tape on him. Um, I figure he's one of your players because you do like on the back end, instinctive guys who make plays. Talk to me about Minka, Coach. It's so funny. Um, and Minka doesn't even know and understand this. And I think that this is the awesome perspective that years on the job provides. Um, I have I have very familiar conversations with Minka. <laughs> and it sounds a lot like some of the conversations that I had with Troy over the years, man. It's just when someone has a unique skill set or a unique perspective on the game, you got to cultivate that. Um, and you got to learn from it. And, and and not limit it. Um, you know, Troy's innate ability, you know, in short yardage circumstance to take off from nine and 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage, man, and leave his feet um, in anticipation <laughs> of a quarterback sneak. I mean, think about that. Like, right. like a lot of people would dream about doing stuff like that and, and, and talk about doing stuff like that. We witnessed a guy do stuff like that routinely. And, the innate feel for the game, the intuition, the courage that it takes to make those type of spur-of-the-moment decisions, out-of-the-box decisions, decisions that, you know, 99% of professionals wouldn't, wouldn't make. Um, right. He was willing, he was bold enough and felt strongly enough about his feel for the game in those instances, in those moments, to do stuff like that. How can you not appreciate it? And so for me... I'm like, hey, Troy, when you took off and ran toward the line of scrimmage with three seconds on the play clock, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what was your mindset? You know, and um, and I find myself having very similar conversations with Minka as opposed to hating the outside of outside the box things that he does and does in a real natural way because his God given ability. I, I try to learn from it. I try to, you know, bottle it, if you will in an effort to maybe teach it to others or, or, or to at least gain some understanding about, about what makes them them. I think that's how you bring the best out of them. I think that's how you use their unique talents to teach others. And I also just think that, you know, that's how you give them the latitude to be the, the artists that they are. Because when you're talking about guys like TP, um, you're talking about artists. You're talking about guys that, that see the game and the world a little bit differently than you and I, and it's displayed in, in how they play. I'm gonna stick to the I'm gonna stick to the defensive side. One of your draftees, um, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. He plays on your defensive line. How you feel about Cam Hayward? What makes him so different? Hey, hey, Ike. You know the beautiful thing about Cam is I watched. Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel raise him. You know, I watched them raise him and I watched him receive that, you know, humbly, like come every day and learn from some professionals. Um, and we laughed because those guys had car seats in the back of their cars and, you know, they were just at a different stage in life that he was. And it's just cool to see him do similar things to the next generation of guys that, the patience and time that he has for Loudermilk and guys like that and 
and the fact that he has car seats in the back of his car. And, you know, he's the guy that, you know, is a multiple time all pro and has got hardware and things of that nature. Just to see that, that, that teaching and learning, um, that stuff that makes Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I think is really put on display in the career uh, of a guy like Cam. I watched him receive it. I've watched him, you know, take some of those lessons and, and utilize his God-given talents and build a career for himself. And, and it's cool now to watch him um, embrace the responsibility that comes with sharing that with others. Um, when some of the old guys, man, some of your old teammates come by practice, man, they, they, they are proud of that, man, and they should be. Guys like Brett Kiesel, guys like Chris Hoke, um, Aaron Smith, man, they, they see him and they see the man that he is for us. Um, and, and they're proud of it and they should be. Um, because that's that's what we're doing here, man. Cam, Cam is the bridge. You know, I'm always, you know, it's funny, I always talk to Cam about when you guys are in town or I anticipate you guys are in town because he really is the bridge. You know, he's the guy that sits around, um, you know, in quiet moments in between periods, special teams, and he's giving these guys stories of you guys and, okay. and what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And, and that's and that is really a cool thing. Uh, he wears it in such a natural way. And and I want you to know, like I tell everybody else, man, he's doing a heck of a job, man, of of sharing the lessons that you guys taught him. And, and, and making sure um, that, that the legacy lives on. Now that you've drafted Connor Hayward, you have four sets of brothers on the team. How many sets of brothers are you trying to get under the Steelers organization? Hey, hey I'm always trying to capture that which you cannot measure, the intangible quality of a man, right? Yeah. That will, what is he willing to do? And, um, and, and that's what makes football a, a genetic game. Um, it really does, um, particularly when you're my age, right? I'm 50 years old. Man, so many dudes I've known the vast majority of my life growing up with in this football business and playing alongside or, or coaching against and so forth, I see their kids playing. And a, and a, and a young dude to come up to me, hey, my dad told me to tell you hello. I'm like, who's your dad? I'm like, oh, tell him I said what's up. <laughs> And, and, and I think that's football. And, and I've gotten an appreciation for that. Um, you think you think guys like, you know, TJ and, and Derek Whiteman didn't sharpen their sword and, and gain a real perspective on their football careers watching what JJ did. You know, you, you really think TJ and Derek were, were, you know, really excited about being all state or something in the state of Wisconsin? Man, the standard of expectation was set for those guys. And, and I think their expectation is on a different level than, than maybe a lot of people who don't have a sibling doing things at a ridiculous level. Think about Connor Hayward's whole life, man. Cam is significantly older than him. And so he's, he's witnessed what it takes to be successful and be successful in a, in a real way at the highest level of the game. And there's something to be learned from that, I think. Um, and also, you know, that, that spirit is within him. And so I'm always going to be attracted to siblings and, and, and family members and so forth. I think football is a, 
is a family business. I think not only in terms of spirit, but in terms of understanding um, when you witness some things, uh, you grow, you grow from it. And, and, and I believe that all the younger brothers that we've had an opportunity to do business with um, really, really kind of display that, you know, the, you know, it's funny, oftentimes people talk about the brothers and they talk about the Edmonds, for example. And um, shoot, it goes beyond the brother game in terms of the Edmonds for me. Um, their dad uh, played played football at the University of Maryland. And so, you know, my brother played at Maryland back in the day. And and so, man, I've, I've known of those guys and, and how important football is to their family, man, before they existed. And so that's the cool thing. Coach, seven, seven as in Big Ben, um, usually when you're a head coach, it's just hard dealing with quarterbacks, um, especially a defensive-minded quarterback like you. Usually quarterbacks don't get along with that side of the ball. How do you and seven for so long have that good relationship? Man, I, I, think, I think the most significant thing, like much, much like Kevin Colbert and myself, Ben and I obviously are, are very different people, um, but we share a, a couple of things that were critical in terms of us being able to have a great working relationship for an extended period of time. Ben is a sick competitor, and you know that. Um, like, Ben going to kill you at everything, man. At ping pong, at bowling. Oh, it, it does not matter. It does not matter. And um, I'm cut in a very similar way. And I've always appreciated that about him. And, and that's all, and that's something that is that was unchanged from the time he was 23 to the time he was 39. And um, and and you know, we all change in a lot of ways. Shoot, I'm different, obviously, than I was back in 07. Um, but that component of it, that that competitive spirit um is a tie that binds, man, and allowed us to 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 deal with the, the the things that come up with when you have the role that I have and the and the role that he had, um, it's, it's going to have bumps in the road along the way. That's just that's just life. Um, but I never questioned his will. I never questioned his intentions in terms of being being successful and having a desire to win um, and doing whatever is required for us to 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 be in play in that way. Um, and, and that's what made working with him so fun uh, for so long. Last question, Coach. Kenny Pickett dropped all the way down to 20. I didn't think Kenny was going to drop down to 20. He right next door. And y'all see him sitting on the board. And I know y'all I know y'all thinking the draft. I'm like, if this dude dropped to 20, man, are we going to scoop him? <laughs> Why did y'all scoop Kenny Pickett? I had him number one on my board as being the most right now ready quarterback for the NFL. You know, man, you know, his tape said enough um to be quite honest with you but we knew so much beyond the tape because of proximity right uh, and it just made it that much more comfortable um i watched that guy sit on that patio and watch us work for three or four years um this dude loves football man he's not a clock puncher um he's he's always trying to get better he, he's very comfortable in his shoes meaning the quarterback's shoes um, I watched him establish relationships with his teammates at Pitt. Um, I thought it was cool 
a couple of years ago, I watched him forge this relationship with that safety tandem that they had, um, Paris Ford and D Ham. Right. And 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 man, they all three of them, they brought the offense and the defense together. And and they would watch us work. They would put in extra work. You could just tell that he's a guy that was really comfortable uh, with the responsibility that comes with being a quarterback, that intangible quality, that thing that we're all trying to measure, he has, and we were close enough to him that we could confirm it. It wasn't speculative. And so, um, man, you know, we probably spent about 15 seconds on the clock, (laughs) to be honest with you, after New Orleans made that pick um, right before us. Um, It was an easy decision for us. Um, like a lot of people, we didn't think that we had a legitimate chance to get him. to be honest with you. Um, particularly in recent years, the way the quarterback position has come off, come off the board, uh, very early 12 months ago. Um, the guy from BYU was a fast riser and went very early. The guy from North Dakota state really played like 15 or so college games and went very early. And, And so, you know, you had that level of anticipation based on recent recent circumstance that didn't get us too fired up until, you know, we started getting around 15 or 16. Then we started saying, hmm, I'm <laughs> <something> here. <laughs> hey, Coach, we didn't got too much of your time. I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you got a billion-dollar industry you need to run, organization you need to run. Thanks for coming on with Mark and I. Go ahead on, get back to doing what you need to do. I love you, Coach, man. Keep up, keep doing what you're doing, and I appreciate you. Hey, man, I love you. Happy birthday, man, and it's an honor to be on with you, man. I'm always going to be a supporter of you and, and whatever it is that you're doing, and um, I can't wait to see what uh, what Ivan has next, man, um, because I know I know his DNA, too. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. But you yes, know what I'm saying? Uh, we need to talk offline. I want to hear what's going on with that exciting young man, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Coach. Tell the fam I say what's up. Love you, Coach. Love you, bro. Take care. No doubt. Thank you. Yes, sir. For head coach Mike Tomlin and Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Take care and so long, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.